Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's go ahead and get grimy. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) I've got a really good animal this week, so I'm pretty excited about it. But before we get into that, Flora, how's your week? Um, it's full of video games. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Nothing but video games. What are you playing? I'm still furloughed, so I'm at home 24-7. I did do one grocery store run, Mm. which was very interesting and gave me anxiety because I've just worked this up so hard in my brain that, like, I'm going to get it and kill my parents somehow. So (laughs) that's just, like, what I'm thinking about all the time. But... Um, it's just, like, surreal seeing everybody, like, wearing, like, weird shit, too. Now people are just, like, wrapping their faces in, like, garbage because yeah. <laughs> whatever. But I'm like, hey, if you have garbage on your face, it means you're not breathing on me. So, like, hell yeah. Let um, it do. And then I came home. I sanitized everything. I wiped the bags down, my hands mm-hmm. down, my doorknobs down. I wiped every single thing I purchased down. I'm, like, yeah. not fucking around. Um, but other than that, I've pretty much been playing Animal Crossing and that, um near automatic game yeah like pretty much i just like swap back and forth like when my hands get tired from holding the nunchucks <laughs> like from the switch joy cons yeah. i guess they're called they're, it's not, a wii, anymore. It's not <laughs> yeah. a wii anymore um then i just like switch to my xbox controller and play near and then when i get tired of that and i'm like oh shit i bet something has happened in animal crossing i just go back to animal crossing nice it's crazy because like i i feel lucky with my life choices because i don't have a disgusting child in my home oh my god i know it's like this could have been way different yeah and with like the cats they're already trying my patience so imagine it being like a living human that like wants something from me holy shit yeah woof. (laughs) it sounds like you've got a pretty good broad spectrum of of games there though you know yeah like polar opposites (laughs) yep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they're very good um and yeah i've been like reading Lounging on my patio. Uh, I made cookies. Definitely gaining LBs. Definitely. This is the time to do it, though. No shame. Yeah, like, I don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's that time. <laughs> that's, a, that's the mood of all of this. It's just like, ugh, whatever. whatever. But how's your week? Uh, it's pretty similar. I'm on my week off this week. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, I will be back to work, so pray for me. Um, but it's a lot of the same, just trying to do leisure activities and then stressing about the state of the world and then stressing about not being productive and then trying to go back to doing those leisure activities. <laughs> it's a really fun cycle. It's so fun. But I did start playing Okami yesterday. Oh! Uh, suggestion. And, and it's you very know. Cute. It's so like my favorite beautiful. game of all time. I know. I'm just like captivated by it. You have so it on I'm the bouncing... Switch? Yeah, on the Switch. Um... So I'm bouncing between that and reading and watching The Clone Wars, and that's pretty much it. Nice. So I've kind of got all my emotional bases covered. There. Yeah, I um, finished my anime. <laughs> all, like, 90 episodes of yeah. that are done. So now I have to get Crunchyroll to finish it. So that's well, probably going to happen in the next day or two. But until then, well, I blew through that. Hold out. You never know if they're just going to, like, make everything free like everyone else has. <laughs> yeah, I think they have a 14-day free trial. So there you go. that'll at least get me, hopefully, through quarantine. Good to Who go. Uh, but, yeah, it's a weird time to live in. So, you know. 
Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay safe. Everyone stay inside, too. Everyone get fat. Safe. If we all get fat, then it'll be like we're at that same level, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, we've all just, like, gained together. <laughs> right. Like, the threshold has, like, remained the same. So, like, all the really, really skinny people are just now, like, a little bit, like, less. And then, like, I got a little bit fatter. We're but the distance toward... from my attractiveness to theirs it remained the same. You see what I'm right. saying? <laughs> yes, yes. Like, do us um, all a fucking favor, <laughs> please. <laughs> for the greater good, uh, we're all becoming the Wally people, I think. Wally is one of my fave movies of all time, and yeah. this is 100% <laughs> it. 100%. Yes. You and I talked about that when we were on the cruise a few months Hell yeah, because everyone's in a fucking jazzy chair. <laughs> yes, and man, we could not have been more true. I think we're actually prophetic. Like, things that we've said in this freaking show have I come know. true, so we just need to stop making we need to prophecies say good things. in our spare like, time. Remember when we won all that money? That's going to happen soon when we get just all that money? No, I'm not going to say that, because that's going to... Is a monkey's paw. That's a monkey's paw. Because that my will parents come at the cost are gonna of fucking something. die, and I'm gonna get their life inheritance, and that's what that's gonna be. Monkey's paw. No. Horrible, horrible, Regret. horrible. Regret. Remove that statement up. from the record. <laughs> Fuck. Jury. Ignore the witness's previous statement. We Fuck. need to come up with a very specific, non-loophole-ridden statement that we could just say on air. Yes. And have that be it. Have you seen that? I think I shared it in the Discord, the monkey paw meme for Animal Crossing. The guy was like, man, I sure wish I could just play Animal Crossing all day. And then there's like one of the monkey villagers just like crinkles his little finger and it was like, quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Monkey's paw. Nintendo planned this all. They are, they are bajillionaires right now. Not that they care (laughs) because they're also in a crisis, but. No, I believe it. What a time. Thank you, Nintendo, for this gift that you gave us. It's very wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow, thank you. Uh, we have some shout-outs this week, yeah? We do. We have some grime gang shout-outs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said it like that. Um, alarming. So we have three new grime gang members. Again, thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. Because, um, like, I don't know. It's, a, it's crisis time. But we do offer a lot of stuff in our Patreon and a lot of fun stuff in the Discord, so it's definitely uh-huh. worth it. Okay. So we have three people. Um, Why don't we do, like, favorite Nintendo game? Okay, cool. I was going to do Animal Crossing Villager, but then I realized that, like, you would have a hard time bringing them. Yeah, I'm not in, uh, in that world. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, okay, so yeah, I think that's perfect. Okay. Okay, we have Max F. Max F. That screams Super Mario Party 27. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> No, that's a Super Mario Odyssey, baby. Oh, oh hell yeah. Um, we have Ben M. Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh, nice. I only played the <laughs> demo of that, but it was fun. Cool. Nikki H. Uh, we're going to take it old school. She's into Metroid. Nice. Yeah. I love Metroid. Um, did you know they're, like, gonna... Well, there's a rumor. They're, like, rehashing and, like, um, can't think of the word... But they're just, like, prettying up, like, Super Mario Odyssey and um, my favorite game, Super Mario Sunshine. Really? Yeah. There's, like, a That's rumor exciting. that they're going to come out with, like, what's that word when they make them pretty again? Uh, like a re... Relaunch. Rehash. Re-release. Refurb. Yeah, maybe a refurb. No. 
upgrade a remake not a remake a remix remaster oh we got there yeah <laughs> fuck our brains suck sucks so yeah that's all the shout outs thank you grime gang thank you everybody please join the discord directions are on patreon.com slash keeper chat <laughs> Not just God. on the main website. You're just like, I'm hanging on every word you say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we've got a few fun Animal Crossing things, yeah? Yes. Okay, so I'm obsessed with Animal Crossing. Everybody knows it's all I'm doing. I'm like 50 hours into this game that came out Wolf. on the 20th. And um, you can make like delightful little outfits and like flags and designs and phone cases in the game. So I challenged everyone to... Make, like, really cute Keeper Chat ones and share it with us, mainly selfishly, because then I want to wear them. But also because then we give them a shout-out and it works. So I got three cute, adorable designs. Yeah. Um, so thank you, everybody, who um, participated in that. So we have Nicole, who actually made um, something quite incredible, because they made a hot dog dress. <gasps> oh. So the front of it is a hot dog. It looks... And may, it looks like a hot dog with mustard on it. The back says Keeper Chat. Then they made a hat, a dad hat that says Keeper Chat on it. Wow. And it has two slugs on the brim with like a heart in between them. Wow. It's a fucking, fashion designer. I know. It's amazing. It's couture. are amazing. So that one is like incredible. We have Dweeb who uh, made a shirt. This is insane. Of Darwin and his face and then like us underneath like two slugs just like it's like our marriage picture that um yeah. she drew on a shirt which like wow. I you have to do it pixel at a time. That's incredible. Pixel. It blows my mind. And then we have Glenn who made a fucking adorable dress. Like this adorable um like almost like plaid but it's like it's like polka dot yellow. Um, and with like a pink like trim, which is gorgeous, and then it has oh, a little it's so fucking subtle. bow wrapped around it, oh. and then it has the two P's from our logo, the two eyes, and it's this beep, which I love. And oh I thought it was so funny because I I felt like we could share a funny anecdote from when we got our logo designed. Like yes. Mitch, like immediately knew everything, and he came out with like. A 99.9% perfect logo. Oh, yeah. He reached into our collective brains and, like, plucked it. Like, yeah. we literally were like, please make it cool. And he was like, oh, you mean this? This? And it was perfect. <laughs> yes. But the one thing we had to do, which <laughs> this reminded me of, because it has the two Ps on there, um, is the first logo didn't have eyelashes on the Ps. And so it just yes. was, like, two nipples. <laughs> like, it was just, just like, like, two titties. <laughs> two titties in the middle of our logo. And then, like, the moment yeah. we brought it up, he was like, yep, it sure fucking does. Let me fix that. Um, but that was amazing. So thank you, Nicole Dweeb and Glenn, for these gorgeous designs. I am stealing into my own Animal Crossing world. <laughs> I just want those as real-life clothes. I'm fucking saying. Like, what party would I ever go to where a hot dog dress is not welcome? Right? I'm right? Keep your chat. Dad hat. I wear hats so much. That's yeah, you do. That's a must have. We need to make things. And a beautiful little like day dress or like just a casual, casual, comfy t-shirt. Fuck. Fuck. Love it. Fuck. Y'all are talented. Yeah. Thank you guys for t- participating. Just something fun. That's all. All right. You ready to get into the animal? Yeah, we're past our ten minutes. <laughs> I 
know, we got the quota. All right, so the animal this week was a hot debate in the Patreon poll. Was it? It was. It was very close. But at the time of choosing, I went with the one that had the most likes. Okay. But I think some people are going to scream with excitement. Some people are going to scream with disappointment. But we're going with the coconut crab, which is one that has, like, since the beginning, like, the dawn of time. Someone has commented coconut crab. Yeah, I think it's alligator has requested the coconut crab. Let me just take a little peek here. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So this is for you. Shout out XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> XOXO. We are doing the coconut crab this week. Uh, so I'm going to just preface this by saying go to Google right now, look up this creature, and just have it available while I. Coconutty. The coconut crab is the. It's a terrestrial hermit crab, and it's also known as the robber crab or the palm thief. Right off the bat, he's a bandit boy. Right, robber crab. Yeah, like he's out there just getting his stuff and he doesn't care who knows it. But the fun thing about him is that he's the largest land-living arthropod and, in fact, the largest terrestrial invertebrate in the whole world. Wow. We're talking about a big boy this week. Let's get into the scientific classification. So genus species, Burgus latro. We're in the phylum arthropoda. Subphylum, crustacea. I asked you all for a crustacean and you did not disappoint. This is a very good one. Thank you for following directions and not just commenting raccoon on everything. Yeah, or (laughs) pigeon under the primate thread, Ethan. The class that we're in is (laughs) Malacostraca. (laughs) Order is Decapoda. Family is Coenobitidae. Sure. Genus Burgus species Latro. It's the only it's the only boy in his in his area, in his genus. Lonely boy. He doesn't need anyone else, though. He's big, and he's got plenty of love to go around. He's so big. One fun thing about him is that Charles Darwin himself described him as a monstrous size. (laughs) (laughs) Darwin was like, I regret this. Daddy's like, look at my big, horrible son. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. I cranked that slider up (laughs) way too high. He is very big. Now it froze, and I can't go back. (laughs) Uh, So the... Coconut crab is at the upper size limit for terrestrial animals with exoskeletons. Right. Which is like a sentence that is hard to even wrap my head around. Yeah. Basically, he's the biggest boy, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're just going to have to You have to take him as he is. (laughs) You just have to take him as the big lad that he is. Uh, How big is he? So he grows up to... So fucking big. A length of about 40 centimeters, which is 16 inches, but the leg span is, like, the really big, impressive thing. Right. That can be up to one meter, or just over three feet, in length, from leg to leg, which, like, what an amazing measurement is, like, the leg-to-leg length. (laughs) I love that. Uh, As far as weight goes, though, he's not super heavy, but for, like, a crab, he is kind of heavy. He can weigh up to 4.1 kgs, which is 9 pounds. Right. But if you think about it, it's just a lot of, like, air, you know? He's right. He's got big stuff in him, but he's just, like, a big, hard balloon. But inside it's just to it. goo, yeah. Yeah. Like what? There's nothing weighty on the on his goo side. Is it sure. Inside? Generally speaking, the males are bigger than the females. And where are they found? So I was, as I was, like, doing this research... I was just, I was sensing, like, a joke coming up, and I was, like, it was, like, a little nebulous cloud, and I could see it taking form as I read more and more about this animal. And it came to me. The place in which this crab lives is its crabitat. Great. 
You're welcome. <laughs> it's found in islands across the Indian Ocean and parts of the Pacific Ocean. And generally, interestingly, it's distributed across areas that coincide with the growth of the coconut palm, which we'll talk about a little bit later, which is like part of its diet. So basically wherever <laughs> that thing is found, you're going to find this crab. The only exception is in highly populated areas of humans, because for the most part, they've been hunted to extinction in oh. those areas. So they're not really there but they're everywhere else. And this is mainly referring to places like Australia and Madagascar. You're not going to see right. a whole lot of them there, but if you go somewhere else, you might. <laughs> uh, I already mentioned that they're the only species in their genus, and they're related to a lot of other terrestrial hermit crabs. So at their core, they're just Which a little, like, lonely boy. I had yeah. a hermit crab as a pet. It could have been this. I w- <laughs> no. <laughs> Upsetting, no. <laughs> when I was in high school... I had a hermit crab, and his name was Edward Norton. Very good. And he lived for a couple years. And then I went abroad, I want to say, and I had to leave him with my parents. And I told them, like, he doesn't always look alive, right? Like, he barely does anything. And he, like, sometimes gets gooey when he needs to change his shell. So just, like, don't freak out. Just don't fuck with them. You know, just, like, mm-hmm. do his little water dish spongy shit and, like, feed the man. And then I came back and they're like, no, he for sure died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So, yeah, they killed Edward Edward Norton. Norton. Um, he was the best. We, one time, um, live, like, far away. and But we took a, tr- we took a vacation to Florida and we mm-hmm. drove. And we had, like, an, a motorhome, like, a big RV we drove in. And so I, like, brought him and his, like travel container and he got to like hang out in the florida heat i think he loved it oh i bet he did he's like yes mom soaking up the sun yeah but r.i.p man (laughs) we'll never forget he wasn't in a decorative shell or anything he was all natural because that shit's Uh, annoying everyone right now take the drink you're holding pour one out for our homie pour one out for ed (laughs) never forget ed uh, let's talk about that body, though, because that body <laughs> don't disgusting. quit. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so, like all decapods, they have different sections, and the front section, known as the cephalothorax, is the one that has the legs, and then they have an abdomen as well. Yeah. The Let's talk about those legs, though, because this is where we get into, like, the nitty-gritty. The front pair of legs are the ones with the big claws. Those are called chele or kele, if you've heard of those before. And one fun fact is that the left claw is always larger than the right, which means our big boy is just one big pair of left-handed scissors. He's a lefty. (laughs) He's Southpaw. He does whatever he needs to, but he does it with his left hand. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond that. But maybe uh, that just means, like, he's more dexterous with his right hand because it's smaller. No doubt. So, like, he can club you to death with his left, but he can, like, get that get your phone that you drop between the console of your car and your car seat with his right sure. hand. He can he can slug you with his left and he can pickpocket with his right <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Robber boy. Just like his name implies. Uh, so the next legs then are uh, The next legs. Large. I hate that. I hate that sentence. He's got 10, so we've got a few to go. <laughs> they're large and they're strong and those are mainly used for walking. They also cool. have pointed tips on the end. And these are really handy when they do any climbing or they're trying to, like, hang from something. Those are right. what pierce the, the area and allow them to do that. That's that little part that, they do. that comes off really easy when you're eating crab legs. <laughs> yeah, it really just kind of pops right off. 
We go on to the next pair of legs, which are smaller. And these are, they are the ones that have like the little tweezer kind of claws at the end. Ooh. And these are really handy for the juveniles because while the adults don't use an outer shell like other hermit crabs do, the juveniles do. And so they're going to use like coconut shells or other gastropod shells or whatever. And those little tiny pincer claws are what they use to grip the inside so they can hold their little like <laughs> shell on. Yeah. Their little backpack. Got to keep that sturdy. And then the adults um, will use these just to walk. They also aid in walking. Once okay. they outgrow their shells. The last pair of, of legs are really small, and these are generally used by the female to tend to her eggs, and the males use them during mating. Nice. Um, but they're also held inside the carapace, like in the area where their lungs are, which we're going to talk about in a second here. Um, and they're really important in the maintenance of those because they help like keep them wet, and they keep them clean, and those little tiny hands are always at work. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Gotta clean my lungs. It's <laughs> disgusting sounding. Yeah. Uh, as far as appearance goes, like I said, they're pretty large. And yeah. the color ranges from an orangey red to like a purpley blue. Yeah. The Basically blue is every like, color of the rainbow. So cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I feel like it would honestly make a very good tie dye. Yeah. You know? I feel, the aesthetic I think is like colors. Yeah. Spot on. Really on trend. And gonna catch this boy at Coachella. <laughs> Watch out, you front row. We'll slug you. Uh, but it does vary depending on what islands they're found on. So different islands have different color variants. Oftentimes, though, the blue, bluish purple is the predominant color that you'll see. Nice. Because uh, I'm confused size... by his butt. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, he's not, you said he's a hermit crab, but he's not really in a shell, right? He's not, no. So he's related he's... to other hermit crabs, Bungs but out. he doesn't really do that unless he's a juvenile in his adult right. form he's he grows fine. this big fucking shell yeah which is like he goes full like fucking good turtle to go. yeah and what's interesting is that they Crazy. do have a tail but they it's like wrapped. all other crabs like tuck it under yeah to keep it safe i can like tell yeah. so like when edward norton would change shells he would ooze out of his other one and it is a creature from a nightmare that yes little fleshy bit Yes. That, like, hangs on to the shell is disgusting. But this yeah, guy's got it, like, cute. wrapped up tight. <laughs> it's got a little, like, undercarriage. But, yeah, on. I did see, like, a picture of one. It looked like he was in a shell. So you're saying those are the babes. Those are the juveniles, yep. Because uh, they need a little bit more protection. And so they use those shells as protection. And then once they get bigger and their exterior hardens, that's when they're considered adults and they don't really need it anymore. They just kind of have their full suit of armor on. Because this picture, uh, once... he's literally in half a coconut, which is <laughs> on brand. <laughs> very cute. Very cute. Oh, one interesting thing is that they don't have any constraints inside their shell, which allows their species to grow much larger than other hermit crabs in that same family. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons that they get so freaking large is they just, I don't know, they're just, again, sliders are up to max. Like, they can just, like, grow. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need a shell the size of, like, a human torso because he's not using Precisely. a shell. But if Precisely. he did... That would be upsetting, but kind of cool. Be... Upsetting, but cool, I think, is the brand of our show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> you know, this is pretty upsetting, but gosh darn it, if it's not cool. <laughs> uh, so this is, yeah, this is kind of interesting and unique, but it does mean that they can just, like, blast off as big as they want to be. Right. Um, but they do still have to molt, just like everyone else. 
just like just me, like just me. like you <laughs> Just like everyone. That's like very, it's a very relatable issue that we all are currently dealing with. Hey, my skin comes off. It just doesn't do it all at once. Oh, well, mine does. Maybe if I ate more vitamins. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think vitamins would help that. I think that's a lack of vitamins. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Um, But there's a reason that they have their shell, just like with all crabs. Their hard abdomen is used for protection for all their soft, gooey bits and then it also helps reduce water loss because they're a terrestrial animal and they don't really spend that much time in the water. So they need to make sure that they're not losing water throughout the day because all their organs still need to be like wet, you know? Right. Uh, and they do molt the shell every so often. The adults will molt annually. And to do this, they basically just step out of their hard skin. Uh, but they will dig a burrow beforehand that's up to about a meter long, oh. however big they need it to be. And they'll hide in there while they're completely fucking naked. Yeah. So they just kind of like, it's like when you come inside and you take your outside shoes off and then you like get in your slippies. They basically just take their like suit of armor off and slide into their like burrow. Yeah, but they let their fucking ugly bits out like that. Yeah, it's gross. It's grosser than feet (laughs) by a lot. (laughs) They get really soft and fleshy and and nakey. And I always think about that SpongeBob episode where Mr. Crab molts his shell. Oh, God. Disgusting. He's disgusting. Uh, but they'll stay in their burrow, completely nude, for anywhere between 3 to 16 weeks, depending on their size. Wow. Uh, because they have to regrow their exoskeleton, right? Yeah. So, on average, that can take between, like, 1 to 3 weeks. But, it j- again, just depends on the size of the crab. If you got a big fucking crab, it's going to take longer to cook up a sweater. So, uh, I think... <laughs> One thing that I heard, like, when I read that three to 16 weeks is I was like, wow, that's basically our quarantine. I think we should all take a leaf out of the Coconut Crabs book, pretend that that's what we're doing while quarantine. We're just yeah. nude and fleshy. You say take a leaf? Yeah. Take a leaf. Isn't it take a page out of the book? Why are you taking a leaf take out a, of it? Take a leaf out of a book. I don't. He's not writing know. a leaf book. He's got pages. <laughs> take a Take a leaf. Is that an expression? Why did I say that? I don't know, but it, you kept going take like it. Leaf. I thought maybe it was a pun that I didn't get. <laughs> no, I think it is an expression. Take a leaf out of a book. Yeah. Take a leaf. Take a page out of a book. Well, I think you can also say that, but. What part's the leaf? I don't know. I don't know anything about expressions. <laughs> I know nothing. Help me. Yeah. I guess you can. I think most expressions just don't make sense. You're There's fucking... like a whole bit on. Are you vegan? Is that why that. you're vegan? <laughs> <laughs> this leaf I'm sorry, joke. I don't. <laughs> I don't eat paper. I eat leaves. <laughs> I don't eat. Better for the planet. Paper. It probably uh, would be if we. Yeah, but you probably shouldn't eat paper. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Interesting. <laughs> um, back to the thing that's upsetting is that from afar it looks like a big spider. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It is very upsetting to look at. And I will say, as I was researching him, I was getting the heebies. And yeah, I, okay, you, everyone here knows, Flora and I love a good weird animal. Love it. And the coconut crab is no different. No I different. love him at heart. But when I look at him, he scares me. <laughs> I still love him. Yeah. And I'm sure this is the exact same dilemma daddy dealt with when, when he, he was made like, this created him he's like oh son i love you but i'm absolutely terrified of you he's like frankenstein's monster like he loved him but he knew that it was bad and he regretted it but then it was too late to undo it exactly and now he's just out here living if you watch a video of him moving it's even more upsetting 
because he, he does, doesn't do like this, a really he big do the shuffle spider no he walks around like a spider like a big fucking spider i'm gonna watch oh my god the first thing is coconut crab devours pig carcass okay play. oh that's what i was gonna get to next <laughs> um, play so anyways let's wrap this up yes. they, um when they're hanging out inside that's just kind of the vibe that we all should be going for and treat our quarantine under that like light, a rebirth that makes it exactly it makes it much more positive and pure and not just like I'm stuck inside with my musty cats playing Animal Crossing all day. <laughs> Getting fat. Getting fat. But I'm just molting. That's just it. You're going to be reborn as a beautiful new big crab. Well, that's right. Yeah, I'm getting bigger. This is exactly what I'm doing. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, what do they eat? So you're watching a video right Pigs. now. <laughs> which is horrifying. They can eat a lot of different things. They honestly prefer like fleshy fruits and the pith, like yeah. the inner plant matter. Have a lot of different stuff. They will eat like seeds and nuts and stuff too. And they have been known to eat carrion and other organic matter opportunistically. Right. Basically anything that's like left on the ground is a free for all. And oftentimes people have seen them um, like picking up these types of things mm-hmm. and like investigating them and then carrying them away, which is why they got the name Robber Crab. They're just okay. out here fucking shopping let him be because i understand he's robbing but i will say he has beautiful etiquette because he's really using like a knife and fork basically i mean because doesn't he just just, take little snip snips and then like yeah he's not like he doesn't like chomping his face no No, he's taking delicate snips with his fork and knife and like placing that in his mouth he's the the best fucking dinner guest you could Better have. Than any of us, for sure. I just think it's ill-informed and slightly rude because, like, he's quite literally grocery shopping. And if I was in the grocery store and I, like, picked up a box of pasta and someone looked at me and was like, you're a thief, I'd be like, no, I'm <laughs> right putting this yeah. in my basket. Like, you laid later. claim to this dead deer before I got here? Because I don't think so. I didn't see a fucking name on it, Gerald. Yeah, fuck you. But, uh... Yeah, anything left is is a free-for-all. And so there is a really, like, a disturbing video of a bunch of coconut crabs and a bunch of, like, smaller hermit crabs consuming this pig carcass that was on the ground. Yeah, and it took really them less than a week to thing. do that. It's wild. Less than a week. They're very efficient, and they just kind of eat everything. Uh, every so often, they've been observed attacking and consuming, like, small mammals, mm. um, birds, and other coconut crabs. And, in fact, their biggest... Uh, form of predation is from humans and coconut crabs. Oh my god. I just saw one eating a bird, like a live bird. Yeah. There's a video out there that's very disturbing, but it's of this coconut crab that crawled up in a tree where a sleeping blue-footed booby That's what it was. was. It was a booby. Yeah, and it went up and it like broke one of its wings and chucked it out of the tree, and then it went down oh on the ground and like broke the other wing. And then it and, like, 20 other coconut crabs came and just devoured it. Okay, that is rude. <laughs> that <laughs> is unacceptable behavior. You don't do that to birds. Listen. See, see doing your grocery shopping in the sand is one thing. Consuming a, a bird is, is actually a crime. <laughs> is actually criminal. That That is that is quite actually a crime, Fuck. though. <laughs> I have to, Um, this whole time, like, uh, everybody knows I love Stephen King, and he has this incredible um, series called the Dark Tower series, mm -hmm. and the first one, the drawing of the three, I think, uh, starts with the main character, like, on a beach, and these giant, disgusting crustaceans, like, cut his fucking finger off. (laughs) 
and they're called lobstrosities but reading it basically is and like yeah and like knowing about this thing like this is the lobstrosity for sure no doubt i bet that was bouncing around as a name and daddy darwin's head it's like monstrosity he's like maybe if i make it sound a little nicer like people won't Mm -hmm. notice that i made a hellish creature from hell i know i spawned a demon sorry where's doom when Uh. you need him where's doom guy (laughs) okay well listen to this though so one of the uh uh like hypothesis i guess that so amelia Earhart went missing right and they like never found her body and one thing that they think is like feasible is that she landed on an island with coconut crabs and they just ate her shut up they just like literally drug her back to a burrow and devoured her and that's like a real life scientific guess wow (laughs) i know it's like sorry of all the things what a way to go man wow i know i'm saying it gives me the heebies quite a bit i've got the jeebies (laughs) um I mean, well, I understand uh, they do what they got to do, but... So he doesn't fuck. eat coconuts. Okay, that was my next point. Okay. You got excited about the dead bird. Um, they do eat coconuts, but not as much as people think, which is interesting because they are found, like, in that same region, and they're called a coconut fucking crab. But, um, yeah, for the most part, they're going to eat, like, other easier-to-eat shit. But they okay. do eat coconuts, and they have an interesting way of getting into them, right? Because coconuts are hard, hard and shitty to get into. Yeah. Um, and... Two different ways are, one, that they can climb up a tree with the coconut. Oh, prior to this, they, like, use their claws, their strong front claws, and, like, pull the husk off. Right. And then they take this coconut up in a tree, and then they just chuck it on the ground, and it breaks open. Wow. Uh, I know. Genius. And then the second way is if they're just, like, a real big boy, they just de-husk it, and then they crack it open with their big fucking claws. Fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a and- nutcracker. It's really big. And in fact, their claws are super crazy powerful. And not only that, they're known for, like, when they pinch on something to hold it for a really long time. Great. Like, I read something somewhere that, like, some guy was, like, his thumb was, like, pinched by a coconut crab. And he didn't have feeling in it for three months. Oh, my God. It's like, okay. I thought you were going to say it was attached to him for three months. (laughs) It never let go. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Uh, but this, uh, the pinch force is that for, of this is, like, wildly out of the bounds of what I can even comprehend. I read somewhere that it's 3,300 newtons, which, like, I don't even, what? What's a newton? Um, what's a newton to me? I don't what's know. What's a newton? I also a read fig. somewhere, though, that it was 330 newtons, so there's some discrepancies, apparently, but it's a lot. It's a lot of fucking, it's a lot of shit. It's basically... Uh, stronger than any other pinch force or bite force in the world. Or bite force? Yeah. Dang. I know. There's probably someone out there is probably screaming and is like, this That's whatever has a stronger true. bite force. Yeah, I don't care. Which like, yeah, you're probably right, but <laughs> I read through a lot of things and, and this is what they gonna... say. This is what they I said. I don't think a lot of things can open a coconut. Like Yeah, right? With just like with a... just a bite. Like a kink, like a little pincer beep. This guy just kind of rips it open, which is like concerning. Fuck. Uh, what if that, that's Amelia Earhart's fucking skull, basically? Oh, easy. Like oh, one, two punch. God. Done. Yeah. And then, can you believe it? They robbed her afterwards. <laughs> can you fucking believe? Unbelievable. They flew away in her aircraft. They fixed it and they flew away. <laughs> um,. But they live in burrows, like I kind of mentioned, not just during their molting, but uh, a lot of times during the day, 
They'll hang out in there. And again, this is to help reduce water loss during the heat of the day. Right. And they kind of, like, hold themselves in. So they keep it, like, a nice little, like, microbiome in there. Nice. And they can climb, which is obviously how they, like, capture that booby and how they, like, chuck coconuts from trees. Um, namely, though, they're going to use it for escape and to avoid predation. Um, so this is especially helpful for the juveniles when they're trying to avoid predation from, like, seabirds or, like, other coconut crabs or the adults, like, they still need to get away from the other coconut crabs, too. So they'll, like, scuttle up a tree and hopefully escape. Um, but how are they going to get down? Namely, they just fucking fly out. They fall out. They're just like, bye! And they and um, just jump out of the fucking tree. And it's said that they can survive a fall of at least 15 feet unhurt. Which is about four and a half meters. And obviously that exoskeleton is, like, doing them right. Because they right. can just bonk out of trees and be fine. Uh, it's just wild. It's wild. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I just can't get over that. They do also have a very good sense of smell, which is pretty complex and cool. I'm not going to get into like the details. There's a whole interesting Wikipedia article if you want to take a look, but it's uh, said that they had convergent evolution of this type of smell or sense of smell hmm. with insects. And so they use this to find their food and they use like antenna and stuff like that. And it's very acute. So super handy to have. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, just, like, that video of that booby is, like, so upsetting. It's bad, yeah. I don't yeah. know why I watched it. No, uh-uh. I, well, if, uh, if I got to that point organically, I was gonna say, maybe don't watch this, but then you just, you, you I know, just you went it for it. I know. Should have said something earlier. <laughs> yeah, the way it traverses trees is kind of incredible. Yeah, it's kind of It s- feels like it doesn't. Spooky. Um, like, gravity just, like, doesn't work against it, which is upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're probably not too far off there. I think that's actually probably at play. Um, I haven't talked about their lungs yet, but they're pretty interesting. So I mentioned that they're kind of inside their body with all that other gooey shit. And because they're terrestrial animals, they are terrestrial animals it's been a long day uh they're used to breathing air so these lungs are going to be super handy for that and in fact just a side note they're really not adaptable to live in water outside of like the larval stages they don't they can't swim like they'll drown if you submerge them in water for a long amount of time like over an hour they'll drown so it's just like not water is not their friend yeah they had to be able to develop a way to breathe on land and so their lungs are called brachiostegal or brachiostegal lungs and uh they're really cool because they're like a perfect example of terrestrial adaptation by this animal uh they so it's just basically like a bunch of gill like tissue that's all folded up together and like wet and like mashed up and it's supported <laughs> cool. to increase the surface area of that tissue so it's really good for breathing oxygen and not so great for, like, collecting oxygen from water. Um, Super, super cool. These exist, like I said, in the cephalothorax, and it's been said to be kind of like a developmental stage between lungs and gills. And at the juvenile, or sorry, after the juvenile stage, um, this is the point at which they really get up and running, and this is the point, too, where if you submerge them, they'll drown. So uh. at that point, they're only breathing air strictly, da-da-da, can't do anything else. But they do have to still keep those lungs uh, wet, which is why they have those little, like, back legs we talked about that are just their job is just to keep everything wet and, like, up and running. 
um, to be able to properly function in testing. I don't know. It just kind of sounds gross. <laughs> it is gross, but it's also interesting. I'm glad I don't have to do anything to my lungs to keep them working. <laughs> right? That seems like a lot. <laughs> That's like a task that I would leave to the last minute and I would die. <laughs> oh, I know. Lowest on the list, right? You're like, eh, but do I have to get up? Douse myself in water real quick. <laughs> uh, I already talked about that their predators are humans and other coconut crabs. Right. And the other coconut crabs do consume them if they catch them. Um, so there it's are honestly. No, laws. A, no, it's a crabby crab world out there, <laughs> quite literally, for their coconut crab. It itself um, is often hunted for food, um, so which is, again, one of the reasons it's not super common on human-populated islands. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting because while it itself is not poisonous, its meat can be if it's consumed, oh. um, like, immediately following them eating something that was oh. potentially poisonous. So it kind of, like, transfers over, which I think is just, like, such good revenge, right? Like, you see a human coming, it's going to, like, kill you. You eat some, like, poisonous mango, and you're like, fuck you. (laughs) That's bizarre. Yeah, interesting. But it's cool, too, because a lot of the poisonous food that they eat doesn't necessarily, like, poison them. It just just poisons whoever They become a little host of poison. Yeah, a little poison sick. Um, Okay, let's talk about their mating, though, because this is gross and interesting. One quick note before I start is that I want you, while you're envisioning all of this, to just, like, in your head hear, like, little clicking, because that's what happens before, during, and after sex. So just imagine that. That's just going to set the tone, set the scene. Our, our porn starts, you hear clicking, <laughs> you hear, you find yourself in a sand burrow, and you're like, let's get ready to party. Um, and my Roomba is so there the... humping my bathroom scale. <laughs> yes. Everyone's oh, it's invited. Also... <laughs> It's also between May and September in this very specific porno. Um, They will mate frequently and very quickly, and they do this, of course, like everything else on land, between the months of May and September, (laughs) and primarily um, between the months of, like, June and August. That's when they're, like, the horniest, I guess. I bet you there's some who are, like, super adventurous who do it in the water, just to, like, add some spice to life, you know? (laughs) They fucking drown. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, it was worth it. Um, the males have spermatophores, which they deposit nice. on the abdomens of the females. Whenever I hear that word, I always think of just, like, a little, like, gusher. Yuck. Like, that's all I picture, is just, like, a little gusher that he's just, like, handing her, like, here you go. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> um, if I it visually looks like anything. To I'm gonna Google. Mm-hmm. But anytime, just, like, from the first time I ever heard, like, spermatophore, I just have always pictured a gusher. <laughs> Because they call it, like, a a capsule. Yeah. So it it needs to have, like, yeah, it's it's like a little candy. It's exactly what it is. It's nature's gusher. It's a grosser color, but... (laughs) It's crab-flavored. It's crab-flavored gushers. Mm. Horrible. So then the females uh, are the ones that host the fertilization, and they do this by opening their abdomen... And they're the base of their abdomen, and they pass, like, the eggs through the spermatophore that the male has, like, stuck to her. And all of this happens um, externally, and it will the whole time. It just, like, is stuck to her at this point. Uh, After those eggs come through and they pass through that spermatophore, they will glue themselves to the underside of her abdomen, and she trucks around with them for a couple months. And then when they're ready to hatch, the female will go to the shoreline and release the eggs into the ocean, oftentimes at dusk and oftentimes at high tide, Hmm. um, to increase her chances of getting them in the water. 
From there, though, what are you going to do with all the eggshells, like, stuck on you? She just munches on them for a few days. A nice (laughs) little snack for all of her troubles, I guess. Um, And then it gets really complex again in the water with, like, the eggs and what they do. They go through, like, a bunch of different states, and they go to, like, different levels and areas of the ocean. And it's, again, very complex and interesting. If you're interested, look into it. Hmm. But to boil it down, they float around for a bit, roughly a month. And then they sink to the bottom. And it's at this point where they're looking for, like, their cool shell outfit backpack hybrid. They're like, I need, like, baby's first shell. They find one. And then once they've got it, they migrate to the shore with all the other terrestrial crabs. Come home looking fresh. Yeah. Like, I bought my (laughs) Um, house in the ocean and I'm bringing it home, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Millennials these days, millennial coconut crabs just can't afford it because they're too busy eating avocado all the time. mobile home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reach sexual maturity at about five years after hatching, and they reach their maximum growth size after, like, 40 to 60 years. Fucking hell. Yeah. They live a real long time. I couldn't actually find a lifespan. Someone said a century. A mortal. Which is, like, upsetting. <laughs> it's just a century. It's fucking upsetting is what it is, but they basically just fucking grow for, like, 50 years. God. They just fucking grow for 50 fucking years. Um, Again, which is upsetting. Moving on. Jesus. Longer than me. How are they? (laughs) They will outlive me and outgrow me. Fuck. (laughs) I think everyone's seen that picture of that one on the trash can, which is concerning. Yes. He looks like Um, a spider there. That's that's the most upsetting part. When you realize he's a crab, it's like, oh, he friend. Spiders are also friends, but we're taught from a young age that they're not. So... Yes. Your immediate response is not friend and then crab and then oh friend. I feel like that picture of the crab on the trash can is like me when I'm trying to hurry up and get my trash in before the garbage people come before they hide me because I don't want them to like see me. Uh, Like brawlers running to the end of your driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Quite literally. Don't look at me. Quite literally. I don't. I'm hideous. I haven't showered garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Please take it. Um, Okay, moving on. Conservation. How are they doing? Populations have declined or become extinct, again, on those human-populated islands, mainly due to hunting and habitat loss. Boo. Um, In 1981, they were listed on the IUCN Red List as vulnerable, Mm. but because there was a lack of biological data, uh, they were uh, changed to data deficient in 1996. Um, They have done a lot in kind of the broad region in which they live to kind of help minimize this, but again, because they live on islands, like, it's hard to, like, govern that over the course of, like, so many different areas. And um, one thing that they've done is that they've made – or they've put in place a minimum legal size limit for hunting restrictions. So you have to make sure they're, like, old enough and big enough before you hunt them mm-hmm. um, so that they're not killing a bunch of juveniles. And they've also banned the capture of egg-bearing females in some places for obvious reasons. Um, other places have also done things like imposed seasonal size restrictions – and um, only, or yes, they require licensed hunting. So you have to have like a permit and you have to like, um, I think you can only catch something like five a day or something like that. Right. I don't know. Or like a month. I don't know. But you have to have like legal documentation for everything and they check it in and that whole thing. So that's helpful. Um, it's a lot like the uh, controlled hunting that we have here in the United States. Obviously very handy to control wildlife populations. Um 
Which, like, can you imagine if you came on an island that was just overrun with coconut crabs? Like, those first people were probably like, what oh, the fuck? my God. Yeah. And someone's like, like, I bet they taste good, though. Front hands, because they have, like, the little, like, crunching spines on them. They look like they have teeth on them. Yeah. Right now I'm watching The Ultimate Test, Fidget Spinner versus Coconut Crab. Did you watch that? Oh, fuck. I did not. I didn't get to that one. I'll let you know how it plays out. Excellent. Thank you. Uh... That's pretty much it. I um, I feel like this man. I feel like if I encountered one, it would be irresistible to like let it just crush shit. You know, I mean, I'm sure, sure. it's like molesting it and it is expending energy crushing your shit for you. But this mm-hmm. guy's just like handing it a nut and like letting it crush shit. And I feel like or that like- <laughs> desire is irresistible. The desire to crush. Yeah, give it, like, a soda can and have it crush it for you. Yeah, like, the power in just that. He's a recycling warrior. Um, I think, I think, like, I was watching videos. I saw this really cute one where this person was showing how they kind of, like, pick through the sand and, like, pull up their food and inspect it and eat it. And it's really cute. It looks like he, I know it's not, but it looks like he's holding like a little tortilla chip and he just like yes. crunches it a little bit and he's like, mm, Well, that's how I yes. like how they use like their little, their little hams and then they bring it up to their mouth. That is very cute. It is. Which is exactly what spiders do. But for some reason, cuter when crab do. Uh, are you ready for that TLDL? Yeah. Hit me with the tildil. Alrighty. We talked about the coconut crab, which is the largest terrestrial arthropod and invertebrate in the whole world he's a big boy and he's a big crab he's a form of hermit crab and he's also known as the robber crab or the palm thief and he's been unfairly framed for his crimes (laughs) except for that one Um, crime he did commit of killing that bird while except for yeah except for the slaughtering the live bird a different crime um but they can get really big they can get up to a leg span of about a meter which is just over three feet and weigh up to nine pounds. Um, big fucking crustacean. They're found all across the Indian Ocean and parts of the Pacific Ocean on islands. And they are most often found on those islands that also have coconut palm growing, since it's a part of their diet. They're the only species of their genus. And unlike a lot of other hermit crabs, they don't actually use those, they don't like crawl into shells and use them as protection unless they're juveniles. Um, the adults grow their own exoskeleton, and that's what they have. So it means that they can. Um, basically feasibly molt forever and just grow to a monstrous size, which is exactly what Charles Darwin described them as. Um, They have interesting lung adaptations that allow them to breathe air uh, because they live on land, and their diet consists mainly of fruits, um, sometimes those coconuts, and then they will also eat, like, other organic matter that's found left around, like carrion or live animals. Mm -hmm. They can capture those, and they can eat other crabs of their own species. Uh, they live in burrows, they can climb trees if they need to, and their claws are very, very strong and can crush the, basically anything. Um, what else? They can live for maybe a century, who knows? And <laughs> who fucking knows? when they mate, it's very upsetting. Conservation-wise, they are uh, last heard vulnerable, but uh, more recently described as data deficient, so we just assume that they're like, eh, not doing so great. And a lot of this is due to habitat loss and human predation. So a lot of restrictions for hunting and things like that have been put in place to help protect our friend, the coconut crab. And that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm, I'm skeeved by him a bit, <laughs> oh. but I 
still love him. And I'm watching this video of this man molesting one, and it, I don't he, like that. He just like doesn't want to. He doesn't. He crushed one thing, and now he's done crushing. So this guy's just like <laughs> handing him like pencils and a fidget spinner and all this stuff, and he's just sitting there like, okay, like I'm not in the mood so to crush your things. Already crushed. I've already crushed. I did one crush. That's my quota. Let, oh, he's mad at the guy now. Be. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna mention guy. Moana. That big oh. fucking crab is a coconut crab, and Moana, oh, Lin yeah. Manuel so right. Miranda. Yeah, that was a. Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? I always tomato. Say that. I don't know how to say it. Uh, Tomatoa. Tomatoa. But okay. he's voiced by Lin Manuel Miranda. I just said that. No, oh. it's not Lin Manuel. Oh, he fuck. composed it. You fucking idiot! Wow. Okay. <laughs> fuck you. You didn't even know about Moana. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Until just I brought kidding. it into um, your life. <laughs> Yeah, Jermaine uh, Clement Jermaine. from yeah, Flight Jermaine of the Conquerors. Like, I'm just tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's honestly like one of the best fucking songs. And he talks about being like a crab and like crab things. And it's like a very, it's very informative and also very catchy. Uh, this man is smacking. What a great movie. <laughs> He's just molesting this crab. Why does this have like two that. million Please views? Stop watching that. Nothing even happens other than him just like, this crab is done with his shit. <laughs> but crab time uh but that's it that's thank you so everyone nice. for joining us learning a little bit more about the coconut crab oh you forgot Alligator, Matilda that he you're ate Amelia Earhart <laughs> oh I'm so sorry yeah um it's it's thought that maybe he just ate her and that's why we can't find her so rip literally <laughs> literally <laughs> sorry Amelia that sucks if that's what happened um but yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. We hope you all are staying safe, staying inside, staying healthy during this quarantine. And we enjoyed having you along to learn about our favorite crab friend. Uh, if you want to learn more or listen to more episodes, feel free to check us out at keeperchatpodcast.com. We have all of our episodes listed there. Information about us, money that we've raised so far for conservation, all that fun stuff. So it's a great launching platform for just jumping down the rabbit hole of Keeper Chat. We're also active on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you would like to send us an email, questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for quick and dirty topics, you can send that to keeperchat at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, which is really fun, and we encourage all of you to join. We're doing a lot of activities during quarantine um, that are exclusive for our patrons, but you also get access to bonus content like uh, bonus episodes each month, behind the scenes look at what's going on, and you also get to pick what types of animals we talk about. Um, so I would highly recommend that. It's patreon.com slash keeperchat. We have two different tiers. Both are pretty inexpensive, but they're a way to get more involved and to get more of us, which we know you want to do. More of us. We're the best part. <laughs> We're the best part. Uh, that's <laughs> it. I don't have anything else. Do you, Flora? I don't. Excellent. Add me okay, on Animal well. Crossing. Oh, that too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll check y'all later. Bye. Bye.